It's time for our spotlight on KRWC, and this morning we have a guest with us uh, from Elk River. She uh, is an artist who has uh, a lot of interesting things to uh, share with us this morning. Paula Benfer is uh, her name, and Paula joins us, I, I think, for the first time. Is that right, Paula? That's correct. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Nice to have you along with us here today. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the uh, arts projects and activities that you have going. Um, you're in Elk River, correct? Correct. Okay. That's my home, yes, that and I've taught in the region. Mm-hmm. And uh, somewhat of a newcomer to, uh, to the area. You've been here a few years, but uh, uh, came from elsewhere. Right. Well, I grew up in Iowa, but my last 20 years were teaching in Ohio when I followed my husband's career. Um, we're happy to be back in the Midwest, the true Midwest, and uh, came to Elk River because our daughter was located in Minneapolis. Makes sense. Okay, great. Tell us a little bit about your background in art. What are, are some of the things that you've you've done uh, education in uh, the area of art, and what are some of your specialty areas? Okay. Um, I went to the University of Northern Iowa and the University of Iowa. Kind of difficult to say after you just had the Michigan University <laughs> yeah, I advertisement. I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm excited. I want to go to one of their games, too. Um, I taught in Iowa, Missouri, and Ohio. Um, I sound like I've been everywhere. I taught in um, 11 different school districts at one time or another and did some work at Ohio State University as well. Um, of the, I, When you're an art educator, you're certified K-12. That means I can teach little guys all the way up through adults. I spent a lot of that time teaching middle school and high school, but I've taught at all levels. I like them all for different reasons. Because an art educator has to know a lot about different mediums, um, I'm kind of eclectic in my work and the way I put things together. But the things that I concentrate on now are printmaking, and I'd like to do batik on paper. Batik is when you use, draw with molten wax and you use layers of dye. Um, and printmaking, uh, if you think of a wedding engraving, that kind of gives you a clue. I have my own printing press. And I draw an image, and I transfer it either with collage materials or I carve it into copper, and then it's inked. And when the printing press goes over damp paper on top of the plate, the image transfers up onto the paper like a wedding engraving stands up on the paper. Um I don't know why, but I picked out the most meticulous um, mediums that I could get. It's not very fast, 
some of my images take about 72 hours to make. Oh, boy. So it's got a sort of uh, very tedious, and, and you got to stay on task with a lot of this. Yeah, but, you know, when I'm working on my art, um, it's very relaxing, and, and my mind goes a lot of different directions, and I can... I can get lost in it very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're feeling upset and I start working on it, it's very calming. Sure. Uh, it, and that's a little bit the, what we're going to talk about on, on one of your uh, areas of uh, interest these days has been uh, a program called Art Bright. And uh, let me have you tell us about that. Well... I began working with the Paramount in St. Cloud about four years ago on a program that is on the western side of the region. It's called Art Sparks. And um, I found that I was very um, skilled at working with people who have memory loss. And over the years, I've expanded it to the um, eastern part of the region, and we call it Artbrite here. I do it a little bit differently, and I work in partnership. We are located at Union, United Church of Christ, here in Elk River. They've um, kindly allowed us to use their space. And... Before COVID, what we were doing was meeting in person, and um, people who have memory loss, it might be a stroke victim, it might be someone in stages of Alzheimer's, could be a resident of a care facility coming with an activity director. Uh, We've had people with Parkinson's. There's so many types of dementia. But many of these people are still living in their home, and their care provider is their sole um, source of help. So they come as pairs. We've had mothers and daughters and husbands and wives. We've had a parent and child, um, a home health care giver who brings their um one of their patients to the program. And we even have an activity director who, um, through public transportation, brought three or four people from a residence. When they come to a session, we use a piece of art, either an image from a museum or it might be... um, a piece of art I've made or someone else has created. And we look at it and talk about what we see, and I ask enough questions that it encourages them to have memories. And what's been fascinating is many times you can't tell who's the memory loss patient and who's the care provider because they really can relate to it and bring their long-term memory to it. And then after that, we've had a social time 
where I play games with them or we use music or our other senses. And it becomes kind of a social community. You can see the care providers just relax and feel like, okay, somebody else is helping me here and they've got me. The volunteers are lovely as well. Um, And then after some refreshment, I have created an activity that's based on a theme that threads back to the original piece of art I've shown them. And both the care provider and the person with memory loss create a piece of art and work together. And the joy and the, and the conversation is just like a warm bath for some of them. Because when you sit at home with someone with memory loss or you're in a care facility, you know, that's very isolating In fact, during the time of COVID, many of the people that we had are no longer with us, or we have found that um, the care providers have told us that their memory care people have diminished while they've been isolated. So I... Because this program is sponsored by a grant from the Central Minnesota Arts Board, I had to think of a way to still reach these audiences. And what I've done recently is create CDs that were sent to 100 uh, various agencies or families or whatever in the area. And some of the residencies where there might be more than one patient. And they can put the CD in their computer or have someone access it for them. And the patient and the caregiver can go through some activities that, again, look at our talk about cultures and games and a theme And then at the end of it, I give them an idea that they could create something together in their own home. And I based it all around a theme, like one of them is about shoes, like where have you been? Go get your shoes. Um, And then um, at the end, after all the art examples and questions and things, they can create a picture that's made from rubbings, that by taking a crayon and paper and rubbing over the tread of their shoes. And I did another one on hats, and then in January, two more will be released, and one will be on gardens, and one will be on play. And if this is successful, and if people feel that it's useful to them, as well as meeting in person when COVID is over, I'm hoping I can keep publishing those and that the audience and the need for them will grow. So that was a long answer (laughs) to a short question. Uh, Very interesting, though. Uh, We're uh, reminding the listeners we're talking with Paula Benfer. 
And uh, she is an art instructor, and uh, we're talking a little bit about her program called Art Bright, which is uh, being explored uh, in a couple of places, uh, Elk River and also uh, in St. Cloud. Uh, and uh, kind of listening along as you were uh, talking about the uh, project, and I was thinking to myself, you know, it's interesting that um, it just seems like art and uh, music and some of the other things, uh, all of these sensory, um, different angles of sensory development and uh, stimulation are uh, apparently what you're seeing is being kind of successful in, if nothing else, at least um, getting some of the uh, folks that, that have uh, perhaps some memory issues or, um, you know, dementia areas or uh, just, you know, in need of, of contact. It kind of transports them to a different state of mind, a different place, and something that's kind of universal for everybody. I have been an advocate for the arts all of my life. Um, and people don't realize how important those programs are in multiple settings, whether it's um, helping people who have mental illness, children in school, people who are aging, people who are doing physical therapy, all of those aspects. And one of the things that I, when I think about it a lot, I think part of it is that it forms community. Um, even like in race relations, you put a, pe- a group of people together who come from varied languages and, and backgrounds and so forth, and you work on something with your hands together that is the common element. You don't sit there in silence and do that. You talk to each other in a very safe space, and you form community. So children in their homes that are doing online learning, if they're working side-by-side with a family member, that's a community. I think the arts help us humanize each other and that's one of the reasons that it works. It appeals to all of our senses. You know, from the moment we're born, we open our eyes as a baby, and the first thing we do is rely on our senses. We learn through seeing and smell and touch, and it becomes such a part of us that we forget that that's the first way we learn and all of these other systems we've developed for classrooms and education support that, but we can't do one in place of the other. I'm kind of thinking that uh, as I'm listening here with the with the art bright portion of of your work, um, that you know some of the projects that you were talking about, or some of the ways that you uh, work with uh, people that are uh, enrolled in the program. Um, it probably doesn't really matter so much what the end result is. It's it's the process that's uh, the kind of rehabilitating part of it. Absolutely. You know, um, the, the, it's like football. Everybody plays football, but the number 
of people that become professionals at it is limited. So it's like art. Um, Some of us who are professionals in that program are a small minority of the audience of people that can appreciate it and participate in it. You don't have to be perfect. The, the point is that you're trying and you're learning along the way, and it's an enjoyable way of learning. Paula Benfer is our guest on Spotlight today. We're talking about her uh, program called Art Bright. And Paula, how long are these sessions um, as far as uh, individual sessions with people when you do these? We have here in Elk River, we, when we meet in person, they have been five weeks long, and we always met on Tuesday. We would start at um, 10 o'clock and go until 12 o'clock. But sometimes people would come early, and many of the people would end up staying and having lunch together or going out. So it's a program that you you can hop into and out of. Um, two hours for memory loss patients is about right, and you have to have a lot of variety in that program. As far as the CDs are concerned, I have enough information on them that people can pick and choose and pull out. Like I have eight art pieces they could talk out. So one day they could do one and they could stretch it out, you know, as, as long as the person was attentive. And those resources are posted um on my website, mycellarstudio.com. They are on the Union, United Church of Christ website, and they are also on my teaching roster page at Central Minnesota Arts Board. And if anybody wanted to contact me and receive one of the, the CDs, I would be more than happy to um, have an email from them at mycellarstudio at gmail.com, and they could request one um, presently while we have the grant. There, there isn't a charge for it. If, if the audience grows at some time, I'll look at those issues. I wanted to make the Buffalo residents aware of something you have an artist in your own area who I have taught for, and I have taught this program at your library as her guest. Leanne Gorse is a resident in Buffalo, and she cares very much about the memory loss community as well. And um, she has developed some programs that are usable there as well. Also, so if if a resident of Buffalo was interested, I just wanted, she and I do a lot to encourage each other and share audiences. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, with some of her work, and, and she is a treasure, too. She really uh, has got some 
some beautiful work, and I did not realize the connection there with, with this program, but uh, it, it makes sense that she would be great at it. Right. She's a kind person. Good. Um, I was going to just ask you one more thing, Paula, about um, these sessions. Now, is it my understanding that it's uh, each of them is a little bit different medium? And do you find that, um, I would imagine with individuals, that maybe sometimes something really clicks with one person and not another, but, uh, you know, then maybe the next week... Uh, the next medium is is more applicable to one person versus another. Absolutely. Um, for instance, one of the times I based the theme on toys, and um, we talked about an art piece where children were playing. Then I brought some toys that I had as a child, and we talked about those during the social time. And then I showed them images of children in in Japan flying kites, and the assignment was that we made um, fish kites like Japanese children do. Another time... Um, we talked about family trees and an art image that was a tree, and we made folk art trees. And I always try to have a way that people can plug their own life in. Sometimes they incorporate pictures. I've done things with quilts. Um, I have done things that were favorite animals. And... I change it every week, but I try to think of something that will spark memories or experiences. It's really a, an interesting interesting program, and uh, we certainly wish you all the best with it. And uh, hopefully we can talk about this again, and uh, maybe we can get Leanne uh, involved at some point here, too, and, and uh, further the cause a little bit. That would be wonderful. This is an underserved audience. And, you know, we need some creative ways to make their life more meaningful and pleasant as they face these diseases. So I thank you for that interest. And um, when COVID is, is safe enough for us to be out, I'm sure we will continue the program here in Elk River in person. And until we can get there, we've got to put on our creativity hats and figure this out. Absolutely. Uh, let's close with um, giving people, again, some contact information. If they want to look into this further, how do they do that? Um, they can email me at mycellarstudio at gmail.com. Cellar is spelled like basement. C-E-L-L-A-R. Okay. MyCellarStudio at gmail.com. Correct. And uh, is there a website that goes along with that, too? Yes. And and that is um, MyCellarStudio.com. Or if they want information about the um, program in person, go to... Union Congregational United Church of Christ dot com 
and you on their website, our logo isn't a light bulb inside of a conversation bubble, and the light bulb is on. And if they click on that logo, it'll get you there. One more time on that, Union Congregational... United Church of Christ. Okay. Great. Well, Paula, a, a very great program today, very interesting, and a, a nice way to close out the week. And um, we're going to keep your number handy here, and we'll definitely have you back again sometime. And and uh, hopefully it'll be under uh, better, healthier circumstances with the uh, with the COVID situation. That would be lovely. And I, I thank you so much for caring about this community. We appreciate it. We hope you have a great day, and we'll talk again. Okay, thanks, Tim. Thank you. Paula Benfer, really interesting spotlight program on her um, projects called Art Bright. That's one of many that she does, but uh, memory activities through art for those that uh, are suffering from memory issues and other cognitive uh, disabling situations. So an interesting spotlight today. We love to have programs like that. Uh, A reminder that if you've ever got topics that you want to have explored on spotlights by all means fire them over to us either call us or email us at krwc1360.com uh, or a phone call and we'll do our best to try to address uh, some of those things that that you have on your mind that'll close out the week on today's spotlights on krwc